this retro thing for what it is Nostalgia goggles heavy on those things when we were kids I've got the memories of falling while my hair is turning gray I'm digging back on all the things that were better yesterday So for all those things nostalgic I also do is delight Right. Welcome to episode 246 of So Do We Still Like This. I'm better now. Rob, did you hear the last episode? I haven't yet. I'm afraid no, but I saw the description and was like, okay. I was so sick, Rob. <laughs> I was so sick. And on Saturday, me and my wife were going to record and I was like, I, we, we got the kids down. It was like nine o'clock and I was like, I can't. And she's like, I know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so tired. It's like, it's fine. I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. You haven't been here in a while. I don't yeah, think. it has been a little while. I don't think I've been on since the worst movies ever month, whenever that's, that was. Oh, man, that's weird. Well, for all of the listeners disappointed, I'm looking ahead to the next few episodes and it's going to be a real Rob, real Rob run here for a little bit. So, yeah, my, my week is mostly recording episodes. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> That's how it should be. Uh, and not only that, but Rob selected today's topic. Mm-hmm. Topics. Yeah, and the, the title of my notebook is probably not the title that we're rolling with, but I've turned it into a fight. I'm, I'm calling it the Krypton Factor versus the Crystal Maze. Oh, I already know who I pick. Oh, fair enough. Should I wait until later? I'll wait until Prob- later. Probably. <laughs> um, I, I've, as with most of the topics you select, Mm-hmm have no reference for these whatsoever, but I'm always up for weird kid-friendly... I don't know if I would call one of them kid-friendly. They had kid versions of both of them, actually. So. I mean, well, the Crystal Maze is... I could definitely see, like, you know, seven, eight-year-olds watching that and being pretty psyched, but maybe not so much the other one. But here's the thing. I was watching both of these as a seven, eight-year-old and being psyched. Like, these were some of my favorite shows hmm. when I was a kid. I loved them. Are these um, those... Are these like one of those ones where I'd be surprised to find out are still making new episodes or are they long done? They they both had reboots of sorts, um, but those reboots are now done. The Crystal Maze reboot actually ended because of the pandemic. Um, the Krypton uh, Factor came back and just wasn't done very well. But but for, for context, both of these shows were running until 95 in their first runs. So I, I was like under under 10 years old when they when they ended, when I was watching them. And I loved them then. I... We've talked about the Crystal Maze before then, right? Because didn't I send you a link to the article that they were bringing it back? That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was Richard uh, Ayoade that was presenting it, um, who is one of the more famous comedians, I think, from the IT crowd and various other things. He seems to have penetrated the North American consciousness. Did the pandemic end it prematurely or did it actually make it to air before it? I th- oh no, it, it made it to air, but I think the numbers were falling off anyway, and then the uh, pandemic was just kind of like the final straw. They were like, we can't keep doing this. That makes sense. Um, yeah, we're a little bit game show obsessed in the UK in general. There are there are tons of shows kind of like oh, this. Hang on, we- oh. doorbell. Oh no. Okay, I'm back. I like that you didn't pause the recording. <laughs> didn't think about it. <laughs> My brain went straight to what it actually was, which is like, oh, I bet it's a package being delivered and they are probably already filling in the I'm not here form. Mm-hmm. 
And that's what it was. So that's good. Glad I went for it. I'd hate for it to be a person that actually wanted to talk to you at your door. Does that happen still in this day and age? Yep. All the time. Oh, no. You, you guys happy with your... In- yes, I'm happy with the... In- One, you know what? This is all going in the episode. <laughs> We're not with Belle. But Belle really wants us to be with Belle. And Belle shows up pretty frequently. And the last time they came, he was like, oh, who... who- I mean, they know I'm not with Bill. It's like, mm. are you happy with your internet? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fine. It does the job. Oh, well, like, do you mind if I ask what you're paying for your internet? Oh, I don't want to get into that. It's like, okay, well, do you have a few minutes if I come in and go over? It's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I had a friend who was doing this door-to-door for N power for about a day. They're an energy company in the UK, and he quit. And I think I saw a story of yours that sounded quite similar you were doing some door-to-door thing in the in the ancient past oh yeah okay you know what fuck it let's get into it um <laughs> 2009 facebook just reminded me that i went on a job interview for to be like a marketing manager or something and i went and i did the initial interview and i should have like i've already known like this is you know but it was the first thing i'd even applied for it and they're like, oh, yeah, you seem, uh, you seem like a great fit. And the question was like, what's your name, Sean? You seem like a great fit for this company. You're going to come and you're going to do some job shadowing on this day. I was like, okay. So it's me and two other people show back up. And they're like, you're going to shadow these two people. The three of you are going to go out together. And they still were pretty cagey about what the whole thing was. We we're like, okay. So with me and another woman and a dude, all, we're all about the same age, pile into the backseat of this car. And it dawns on us all pretty quick. Oh, these guys are just basically door-to-door salespeople. And they're just going to drive around. With, he had uh, sham wows. And she had basically the makeup kit from Zoolander mm. that can pull all the little pieces out. And we're going to drive around and try and sell those. So uh, the woman who's with us, she's like, can you just drop me off at the next <laughs> at the bus stop? I'm not doing this. This is not what I thought it was. <laughs> And she, her and I were chatting. She's like, are you going to bail? And I'm like, I, I kind of want to see this. Like, I just want to know. <laughs> I was like, if anything, I get an experience out of this. So I go with the, uh, we each split off. So I go with him for the morning. And then the other dude goes with the, the, the woman selling the Zoolander makeup kit. Mm-hmm. And then we switch in the afternoon. Got a free lunch out of it. And the dude was cranking Rage Against the Machine whenever we were driving to a new location. <laughs> and he was just walking into banks, like banks with straight up no soliciting signs on them, just holding <laughs> shamwows. He got kicked out. He's like, you coming in? I was like, I'm not, I'm absolutely not coming in. I'll be out here. When I was with her, she was like walked into these auto repair shops and she, they were like, well, you can't be in here. What are you doing in here? And she's like, didn't phase them at all like oh i'm here just like i don't fucking want this so i showed up that day with button up dress shirt tie by the end of it the tie was off i had unbuttoned the shirt i had untucked the shirt it was like there's no way i'm doing this no way i'm doing this drove me and the other guy back we and they pulled us into the room and then the guy we met with initially it's like i heard you did a great job out there and i was like objectively not true (laughs) i'm literally like basically down to my t-shirt and the pants and i was by the end just kind of like this is ridiculous 
and I didn't do anything. I felt like he was like, your turn to try. Wow. So they were like, you're absolutely the right fit. And I was like, well, when do you want to start? And I was like, well, I'm going to Florida for a week next week, which was true. So I guess when I get back, he's like, yeah, give us a call when you get back. Full disclosure, I did not. (laughs) And then the addendum to all of that is the dude who was with me about a month later approached me outside of the grocery store to try and sell me. Oh, what was it? Like a key, it was like a key ring or something. I don't remember, <laughs> but he came up and was like, Hey man, Hey man. I was like, do you not remember me? And then he just wow. walked off. So Amazing. Was, and you're pretty was, sure you weren't on TV while this was happening. I hope I was. <laughs> I think I came off very likable. Cause I think that kind of ties into what I, where I was going before the doorbell rang, which is that we, we're, we're kind of game show obsessed in the UK and there's lots of opportunities to go on game shows and quiz shows. But I feel like the nineties was the golden age for that. And then the two thousands brought other forms of reality TV, like candid camera stuff. And then like big brother and all of that kind of crap. Yeah. Sounds like you were on some sort of reality TV stitch up. Well, yeah. Who wants to be a millionaire really got that aesthetic going. Like everything had to be very, not neon lights, but you know, like very like dark studio all lit up. Um, my experience, anytime we, I, I dip my toe into, you know, the UK equivalents is just how differently you, you're all doing it over there. <laughs> and I knew that from the past because stuff like you know kitchen nightmares i went down a pretty deep kitchen nightmares mm-hmm. rabbit hole and you watch the american version and it, it's all dramatic zooms and like doom, doom, doom. oh it's so doom. overproduced yeah gordon ramsay's upset i'm fucking upset and then, <laughs> coming up after the break why you gotta cl- we gotta shut the whole thing down we gotta close you fucking we gotta close the fucking thing and that's and then you, you sound watch, like steve Irwin in south park <laughs> and then we watch the uk version and it's just so low-key there's almost no music i don't even remember if there's a guy narrating it going like next up gordon lights the place on fire after he finds some bad shrimp what the fuck is this shrimp doing it uh, the best part is that the Krypton Factor is presented by a Gordon as well, and I was picturing him light in the Krypton Factor studio on fire after eating bad shrimp. <laughs> Four, three, two, cat. No, you fucking donkey. It wasn't cat. <laughs> well, I think one of the advantages we have with UK shows is that there isn't the same uh, demand from advertising authorities to show commercials, so they don't have to worry about how they're transitioning to and from commercials. Oh, so that's yeah. where a lot of that crap just gets cut. Yeah, that makes sense. If they don't have to entice you to come back for like, oh, I don't know if I'm feeling this one, but it says after the break, Gordon's going to punch a guy in the throat because his hamburger's undercooked. So I guess <laughs> I should stick around. <laughs> so that's what always struck me is just how. Like even something like, you know, who wants to be a, a millionaire? It's all like if, they, if they're sitting and pondering a question, the music's going to be like, boom, 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 boom. Then like, I don't even think there was music in the Crystal Maze. They both have a theme tune. They definitely both have a theme tune. But during the episode, I remember There's like when they're running from one area to another, there's like a backing track that's just playing at a low level while they do that. Um who wants to be a millionaire is actually the exception. I, th- I think the format for the show in the UK was it was just copied exactly from the okay. American version. So that, that always felt like there was so much dead time and so much added drama for no reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who wants to be a millionaire? I think if you watched it now would be just 
unmanageable. Yeah. It's one person answering 15 questions, maybe. And sometimes it's, that's the only contestant you're going to get that whole show. So yeah, we had a two minute round in the Krypton factor, which was general knowledge where they probably got through more questions than an entire one hour episode. I, if he wants to be a millionaire. <laughs> uh, which one do we want to talk about first? I watched uh, Krypton factor first because it was shorter. Same, exactly the same. So it probably makes sense to start there. All right, Rob, set us up. What's the Krypton factor? Okay, so Krypton is is obviously uh, take well, no, maybe not obviously, but it's taken from Superman. So we're we're looking for the super person from the UK. That's what the whole point of this show is, and we measure that by how large their Krypton factor is. And your Krypton factor is basically your score based on how well you do at a series of rounds of different tests of your whether it's your intelligence or your strength or whatever else it might be. So the six rounds in this show, they do a mental agility round. A response round where they try and land a, f- a simulated plane. Then oh, so that's op- is that the same challenge every episode? Every time, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, okay. You're usually landing it in different circumstances, and it could be a helicopter, or it could be a plane. But yeah, that's the general gist of that response okay. round. I find that mildly disappointing because as a one-off, I just thought like, now the next challenge, like you proved you can remember some numbers. Now land this goddamn helicopter. <laughs> like, oh and- no. And then what? it bounces from then it bounces from that to and now we're gonna watch a dumb comedy skit and then we're gonna make you run an assault course and then after the, that we'll give you an intelligence test and then let's see what you know at the end. The dumb comedy skit was the most UK shit that ever could have happened in that game show. It's all of a sudden like we're gonna like you spot the difference and I was like okay they're gonna bring up two pictures. It's like nope two I assume British comedians yeah. are instead gonna take you through it three minute skit where they host a cooking show it's like, some oh, pretty okay. like high profile british comedians have gone through the krypton factor um okay. and done a done a scene for that steve coogan did one that i remember pretty well i wouldn't say it was particularly funny but at least it was more no. interesting to, to watch but and i got four of the differences so oh nice yeah i wasn't me. paying attention enough to actually get those because i was it was a little bit too meta for me i was i was worrying about what i was seeing on the show and thinking about that for the purposes of this rather than actively playing along Oh, see, I was as much as, you know, as much as possible trying to play along, which Mm -hmm. neither of these shows. I mean, some of the Krypton factor, obviously, the Crystal Maze is not a, well, a couple segments, I guess. But yeah, you can play along with the Krypton factor way more easily than you can with the the Crystal Maze. I say easily. I found the the mental agility challenge actually very, very difficult where they give you the. The, the letters and the, the the corresponding numbers see what i was expecting to happen is that they would just leave it on the screen but Same. they don't so i assume that's because they want so to explain the challenge they show you 10 random letters in a row and then each of those letters is assigned to the numbers one through 10 and the contestants have like 10 seconds to memorize it yes and and then are asked a series of questions that they have to be able to link both of the so if they say seven four two they have to remember like wait what letters were associated with those and what word would that oh dog Mm. so i was like oh okay that's a neat idea but then they didn't leave the letters and numbers up on the screen so i just kind of sat there and went like oh i guess i is that right oh it is right okay and i get why they would do that so that you can but Mm -hmm. i don't know kind of lost me right away it's like i can't really assess how they're doing yeah, I can see that, but my I would definitely have been playing along as a ten year old, badly, but trying and yeah. competing with my mom usually. So I I would have hated it if they'd shown it on screen; it would have ruined the fun. I see. I, I can see that more now. It was, in the moment, I was definitely like, "What am I supposed to do?" Aside from just like, "Oh, is that right?" I have no frame of reference other than going back and checking. 
Mm-hmm. We also haven't talked about one of the important things with this show, which is that they pit four people against each other who each choose one of the primary colors, either of light or, or paint. And uh, there's always a blue guy. So I'm, I'm always cheering for blue, no matter what. So one oh. of the things in the Krypton Factor every episode is blue has to win. <laughs> I didn't actually root for anybody, I'm realizing now. Mm. Mm. That's too bad. Well, the blue guy was great as well because he was absolutely crushing it. He had a great mental agility round. He had a great response round and his observation round was pretty good. And then they got to the physical round and you barely saw him because he was so far behind. What were they doing in the physical round again? I watched That's the, the assault Crystal- course. So it's out, it's out in some hills that are actually only a 50-minute drive from my oh, house and yeah. only a five-minute drive from my sister's current place. Um, so yeah, they, they do like an, an army assault course. So there's rope swings and they're climbing net walls and yeah, uh, do, they okay. do a zip line to end it. Okay, I was getting it slightly mixed with Crystal Maze in my head because there was like mm. eighteen different challenges in that episode. Yeah. I was it's like, kind of like the which uh, is the, the one was I, the I, bar I, one was Crystal Maze. It's like right, yes, okay. Right. I don't know if um, American Gladiators is the same as the UK version of Gladiators, but it's kind of like the final round in that, except that's indoors, whereas this was outdoors in a field. Rob, do you want to hear a anecdote? I'm not particularly proud of. Go on then. When I was probably eight or nine american gladiators was my favorite show and one week it got preemptive or preempted because of some news story and i cried (laughs) and i had to i had to be consoled because american gladiators wasn't on (laughs) it was a good show it was a good good show show. yeah great theme man how have we not done an american gladiators episode yet that's well you'd have to you'd have to be introducing someone that that can't be hard (laughs) i I assume I assume outside of present company, it would be just about everybody. Really? I'm surprised think, to hear that. Okay. I That's, so. That would not be the case at home. Like every single one of my friends in England has seen this show and, and would not have anything new to say about it. I owned the Super Nintendo game and my friend owned the Nintendo game. So we had both bases covered. They're I had both, the fig. I had the figures bad. from. Uh, I had the figures from Duel, where you stood them up on the on the towers, oh, and nice. then like you bashed the buttons, and they swung their their nightsticks or whatever they were called. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was good times. Now the Krypton Factor was just a, a pretty standard assault course in the middle of a bunch of otherwise, I don't know, skill and knowledge based challenges. Yeah, I think that's what I appreciated about that show is that, and like I said, it's a little more disappointing knowing that there's standard but just going because i was like oh okay it's a quiz show and now you're going to pretend to fly this oh you fell off the carrier and now you're it's like holy shit they're flying helicopters and it's like okay now we're going to watch this comedy skit okay now you're going to run through this obstacle course it's like holy shit like it's i can't think of too many other examples if any of a game show where you need to be good at so many different things yeah, you have to be Superman or woman. There were women uh, in the show. Yep. We just happened to watch an episode with four men, but they actually had like intergender intergender competition. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Am I going to sit here and say I'm going to watch more of it? Eh. But I en- and again, knowing that if I watched it again, a lot of those challenges would repeat. But for that first go, just throwing my hands up in the air, going along for the ride, of just, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And these don't look like when it first starts and you look at the contestants, you're like, yeah, OK, so it's a contest. You know, these are all really smart people and we're going to really put their brains to the test. They don't look like people who should be flying helicopters and going down mm-hmm. zip lines. So I appreciated that. It's true. I love the way they run the general knowledge round as well, how they have them like they have all four contestants sat in a row and lit. But then when one of them and tries to answer the question, they put the other three in the dark. I love oh, that yeah. format. Yeah. 
Works it had so a real nicely. Bohemian Rhapsody vibe. Too. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I did. I mean, these ones are obviously tricky because there's only so much you can say. But let me mm-hmm. double check. I did take a couple of notes for this one, but I think one of them was just that the logo is very phallic. Yep. And <laughs> isn't it a K? I'm confused. I don't know. It struck me as phallic apparently because I wrote okay. it down. <laughs> uh, and then I just wrote. I'm, uh, why didn't they keep the words on the screen, which we addressed? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the Krypton Factor logo is just a K and it has a bit of a red end on it. I think the only prize that you could win was actually a Krypton Factor trophy in the shape of the logo. That's it? <laughs> well, and, and the knowledge that you were the best. You had the biggest Krypton Factor of anybody in the country. That's, you know, that's a Did prize alone. Did people go across multiple episodes like Jeopardy? Because I swear I remember in the opening they were referencing that these contestants had were just continuing on yeah so there's eight heats and then i think like three two i don't know like two semifinals and a final maybe there's quarterfinals as well but yeah you're you're trying to get all the way to the final and then win and the prize at the end of that is a kind is of a, dick, is a, is a, a trophy, kind of and, rec- trophy. And, and recognition that you won yeah <laughs> now for the latter point it, does anyone care anymore <laughs> like even at well, the time, I'm, I'm, was it a thing like, oh, did you get to, because you know, UK celebrityism is weird. You got some weird stuff going on over there. So was there ever like, oh, yeah, if you won the Krypton factor, you led the England parade or you were no, you, one of them uh, released a Christmas number one. At best, you might get invited to like a different quiz show as the winner of the Krypton Factor, uh, uh, maybe with celebrities on it or something along those lines. But no, there was no, I couldn't name anybody who won the Krypton Factor. I don't okay. have those names coming to mind. And I think it is partly because the prizes were so insignificant that people were just like, okay, good for him. Shrug, move on. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But this is a theme of uh, British quiz shows prior to Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I don't know if you're aware of this. The prizes are spectacularly crap across British game shows. Well, they didn't seem great in the other one either. So <laughs> yeah, we'll get one to of them it. that he gets to go to like a Formula One race. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. I would have <laughs> one paid of the, the $20 uh, to do that. One of the longest running game shows that's super popular is Countdown, which is a numbers and letters game. And they've actually done a comedy spin-off of this show as well now. But uh, the the grand prize for that was a set of Oxford dictionaries. If you, if you made it all the way on one. Oh, Jesus. See, we did an episode on Video and Arcade Top 10 way, way back, like one of the earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. And I remember we thought it was hilarious because in that one, you if you won you would pick a prize ball and then you would get the prize associated with that number and they would show the prize wall and you'd see some cool shit on there like hey there's a couple of ninja turtle figures or a game or whatever and when we watched it i remember the prize the kid got like you got number nine what did he win you you're taking home this statue of el the king himself elvis presley and it was the (laughs) shittiest looking mom's first ceramics class elvis statue you've ever seen it was like imagine being that kid and going all that i'm going to go on this video game show and everyone's going to be on i and you win and you're over the moon and you get a statue maybe your mom will put up for a month and then but this is the thing what you really won is being seen on tv winning that is the value is that enough though the price is a bonus the price isn't what you're there for is it well that's the thing isn't it like they've shifted things with the the new tv shows that came after this stuff it's um, i don't know i mean it's a a poor reflection on society i think in 
fairness, the video and arcade people always like, and you get a copy of both the games we played on today's show, which sometimes is Mario Kart and sometimes is fucking the game based on Batman Forever. But mm-hmm. I don't know if I, yeah, I'm trying <laughs> to think of the ones I watched as a kid and if they had better prizes. Video and arcade, eh. I think Kid Street, which I still really want to do, is the one where there was just a big mountain of prizes and they just kind of got to run over and grab stuff. Mm. I think that even even today it still stands on British TV shows. Like there's a show called Pointless that I love, and I'm pretty sure the prize, the default prize is 500 pounds if you win the episode. Um, And if somebody doesn't win it on the first day, it rolls over to a thousand the next day and just keeps adding 500 until someone wins. But someone wins like once a week, so (laughs) it's they're really playing for peanuts. Mm, Yeah. I guess it goes hand in hand with the very lax, like casual atmosphere of the shows. In yeah. my, if at the end it's like, oh, and he's you know five hundred pounds. Good job, thanks. <laughs> what are you going to do with your money? Get a mail, I guess. Man, it does really go Australian now. It does, yeah. And and like the winner of the Krypton Factor show that we watched was uh, from the northeast, so that accent is completely different from the one that you're even trying to do. Never mind the one that comes out. At least there's a lot of options, so I probably fall into one of them. Even it's just true through sheer happenstance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the other one we did is the Crystal Maze, hosted mm-hmm. by Reckless Rick, Rudeless Rick. It's something. <laughs> I don't actually know what his Rick. nickname is, but Richard O'Brien is his uh, is his full name. Yeah. R- Randy Rick. It was something Rick. And <laughs> the can or like the the canon of this show seems to be he's just a dude trapped in the crystal maze with world. some of his family members. Yeah, and he can he just brings people in, and a team of five have to collect crystals by accomplishing a series of challenges, mm-hmm. and it's fifty minutes long. Which yeah, I would they, argue is the, too long. And the crystals add up to time in the final round to grab a bunch of money in a one of those wind cages. The crystal dome. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. And it's shaped like a crystal. It is shaped like a crystal. Yeah. The set design on this show is my was obviously the my favorite part. I read like, what what might be an inaccurate um, tri- uh, trivia item on this, which is that it was the largest TV set ever constructed at the time. I can see it. Yeah. yeah, like there is a part where they're going from future world to Aztec world and they take an elevator down and they see the Aztec world start to appear out the window. I was like, that's admittedly pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's well true. done. Crystal maze designers like it. It's fun to see it happen in real time. It's not, you know, they finish a challenge and then go like, all right, that's the end of that challenge coming up next. We're going to, and then it just cuts to them there. It's much more fun to watch the host go like, so let's fucking go. And then they all, (laughs) you watch in real time, which is also my biggest complaint about this show is the real time thing. Mm. uh, As they actually do make their way into another completely different Yeah, they could definitely cut that stuff down because it makes sense that you watch the challenges in real time, but everything else could be cut down. I, I liked watching them navigate the places like this is a very impressively put together but when it's like, okay, whatever your name is, your challenge is to take these cogs 
and use the different size cogs to line up and get them all spinning. Well, you he know, never says any minutes. of this. They have to figure that out for themselves. Well, yeah, so. that's that's true. <laughs> but then they're like, oh, there's three minutes on the clock. I'd be like, I don't know if I want to watch three minutes of a guy just trying out different sized cogs. Like this yeah. is like watching a God of War Let's Play. <laughs> I guess I hadn't thought of it like that. Yeah, if it was somebody playing a video game, I would be much less interested. And. And it starts strong because I think one of the first challenges is the one where he can't touch the floor and he's using these yeah. bars mm-hmm. and it has to like, I don't even know how to explain it, but essentially he's like, he has two different bars and there's a bunch of slots on the wall mm-hmm. so he can put two down and then has to pick up the one behind him. Yeah. Move that forward. I thought all of those challenges were the coolest stuff. There's one near the end where um, he's like on a balance, like a teeter totter thing, basically. And is trying to reach the crystal. I knew, I knew this was going to come up because as soon as I wrote the word seesaw in my notes, I was going to like, I'm going to be hearing teeter totter today. <laughs> I started to say seesaw and then was like, no, he'll know it as teeter totter and corrected no. <laughs> myself. Okay, fine. We say both. Right. Teeter totter sounds fun. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, I'll go get a shovel and use that to skill. I was like, okay, I like that shit. Mm-hmm. But I just like a lot of them every time. Like, okay, you're going to. Yeah, there, there was a super boring control. one quite early. The, the remote control car wasn't bad because it was funny seeing that him was funny more he's angry. Got, yeah, that one was funny because he went full. He has to drive a, a what I presume is a very difficult to control remote control car through a maze and he just goes full Austin Powers. And, and gets a maze of, it was a maze of sand as well. Yeah. So that, that was the most fun part. And everyone around going like, don't get to st- don't get angry. And you can so tell this was, motherfucker wants to smash this car onto the wall. Well, at one point, one of his teammates said, imagine if it was a real car and you were in it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks. But there, yeah, there was an early challenge where we spent two and a half minutes watching someone try to solve a math problem without talking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that broke me a little bit. And he doesn't even get it. It's like, ugh, no. come on, man. They, they actually failed quite a few times and still came out with a decent number of crystals. Well, there's like 15 challenges or something <laughs> yeah, in this I episode. Think that might and, have been, yeah. like, and they ended up with, I think, eight crystals. So I was like, yeah, they still, they still did pretty well. But yeah. Yeah, I, just, I think they went through a series where they, they failed three and then they got to the fortune teller and it was so easy. Like all you had to do was answer one question correctly from the fortune teller to get to a crystal. I think yeah. he had a minute and a half left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see stuff like that. I would, but it was, yeah, like, oh, here you're going to do that thing where you have to tilt a maze around to get a ball through it. You have three mm-hmm. minutes. It's like, I don't want to watch someone do this for three minutes. It was quite fun, though, when she got to 15 seconds left and realized she'd been aiming at the wrong exit all along and had to just leave. Oh, yeah, that's okay. So that is, yeah, okay. And it is, <laughs> yeah, like you said, it's fun to watch them get progressively angrier and angrier with the challenges. Everyone around them has to be like, it's okay. Everything's going to be, you just got to, you know, have you tried? not getting stuck in the sand Mm -hmm. it's actually too bad that we watched this episode over others like i was i read somewhere that this was one of the better episodes but nobody got locked in and that's a thing that would happen in other episodes like if if the timer expires and you've not made it to the door they just lock you in and leave you there oh so that's why there was there was a couple of them there were so i think it was the shovel one where they he had like four seconds to get at the door and they were like fucking go yeah I mean, and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess he still has to get out the door in four seconds. But that makes the stakes much higher. <laughs> and and the only way to get them out to help in the Crystal Dome is to is to buy them out with a crystal. So then you lose time to get your oh, teammates back. So it's too bad see. that that didn't actually happen in this episode. <laughs> well, I, I started, I didn't watch it, but I flipped through the episode after this just because I was curious if the games were all the same. And it mm-hmm. looks like 
not all of them. The no, remote that, control car one came back. Yeah, when I was flipping through it, but there was definitely some different ones. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they. I think they designed like forty to fifty before a season, and then roll with those. So, yeah. which makes sense if you're going to have this many games in mm-hmm. one episode. Because if you average, I I wasn't exactly counting, but it was at least twelve to fifteen different things. That yeah, they did. I've I've actually got the list. Let me just double check. Yes, that's five, ten. Yeah, fifteen. Yeah, yeah. that tracks. So at least that kept me like I did watch this over the course of two viewings because I think it was the ball maze one that was like okay I'm checking out a bit yeah I owe it to pay attention but I'm checking out a bit I enjoyed the crossbow where she just kept missing by the same distance (laughs) yep I like that (laughs) and that's the thing is sometimes that's the stuff that saves it from getting a little dull is like you know what at least they're incompetent (laughs) and at least it's not me yeah yeah, the so only there's a, re- there's a couple of things you should know about this show. It's based on another show called Fort Bayard, um, that was a French show. So they 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 decided not to go with that show. They would design their own based on this, and this was for Channel Four. And then in 1997, Channel Five Channel Five launched on 96 maybe, and they bought the rights to Fort Bayard, so they just made a remake of that show over on their channel. Ah. so wait, they were airing at the same time. Um, I think there was not, some overlap, yeah. Not much, okay. because I think Crystal Maze ended fairly soon afterwards. I don't think because of this, but yeah. Which was better? Um, I think the concept for Fort Boyard was actually better because it was on like a... Shit, I can't think of that. It was like an Alcatraz-based island mm. in the middle of the ocean. So it was a similar idea. There were more people living there as well on the island, so there was more interaction as they were going around. Um, I, I, but I think the games were probably better designed in the crystal maze overall so okay yeah I, um, also you should know that over four million viewers would be watching this when it was airing i think i, I was gonna say i think as a kid if you showed me this or you know if we had an american equivalent i've been trying to think if we did but nothing's really coming to mind aside from mm-hmm. something like american gladiators but mm-hmm. in this show a big strong dude named cyclone isn't trying to stop you from getting shit done <laughs> so it's not quite the same no. but yeah, I'm pretty sure I would have been pretty into this mm-hmm. growing up. Um, there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot of variety in the games. It is, it. I never got used to the production being so different than what I'm used to now. Right. Because <laughs> you know if we made this show here, we would go full tilt, like slow motion and like, oh, you know, coming up after the break, after a good run. Is it all going to fall apart? Oh, it's all going to fall apart. <laughs> so like the lack of like, like early on when they were like the one I was talking about where he's using the bars to get across. I was like, it's just so strange to just have stark silence. <laughs> yeah. To just let him do soundtrack. it. Just let him get on with it. <laughs> like, it's just so odd. And I will say the, the hosts in both shows didn't really do anything for me. Oh, you didn't like Richard O'Brien? He actually was a big factor in the early success of the show. They replaced him in season five, and the viewership really dropped off. Which one was he? The 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 Crystal Maze guy. Okay. Yeah. He was charming. Yeah. But and like he, you know, had a couple of jokes. He was like, I was a Kylie Minogue reference. I was like, all right. <laughs> um, 
I mean, obviously, the Gordon the, Burns, the Krypton Factor guy, went on to be a newsreader. So. I was going to say that. Yeah, I was, that is perfect. I think that's probably where he came from as well. So. I was like, he. I was going to say he's not really obligated to do much besides sit behind a desk and read. So when you said that, it's like perfect. Yes, yeah. I can see how if you needed a new evening anchor and you watch that and went, what about that guy? Mm-hmm. So yeah, he doesn't. I don't know. It's I guess it's all about finding a balance because at the same time, if Rude Rick or Raunchy Rick or whatever his nick his nickname was <laughs> was full tilt like drop dead Fred antics, mm. wouldn't have cared for that either. So um, it's it's funny that you say that because it, he did have a similar feeling character to some of Rick Mayall's characters in his shows. Like there were there were definitely quirks that I felt were similar between the two. So okay, well, yeah. at least he's downplaying them here because <laughs> I could see how that yeah might have gotten when he when he first showed up on screen. I was a little worried. Is oh, I don't know if I'm ready for Rick the Root or whatever. But <laughs> it, it, it was it was it was fine. Yeah, yeah. So the the team the team won, but they didn't win the the grand prize. They won the the, the not so grand prize. What's the grand prize? Um. It's unclear from my internet research, but I, I, my recollection is that they would win like a holiday away together. Wait, all five like, of them? Yeah, yeah, like a team vacation somewhere. Wait, do they know each other? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They come in as a like you, you bring your team all, all together. They all know oh, each other very well. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. did I not pick up on that? My only note I made at the beginning was all these twenty-year-olds look fifty because <laughs> it's going through and like next up, he's twenty-four years old. <laughs> that guy is not twenty-four years old. Yeah, I can't remember what the story was for how these people knew each other, but I definitely thought, oh, these are definitely university friends from Oxford or Cambridge. Like, they just okay. seem like a, a Southern Uni group. Okay, yeah. so it's like the Amazing Race or whatever. Mm-hmm. So this was one of the conversations that we would be having in the lunch line at school. It would be, if there's a Kids Crystal Maze that comes up, who are we taking? Like, who's on the team and which challenges are we all doing? Yeah, see, I like that part of the show, that there's a lot more like, what kind of challenge do you want to do? And who's mm-hmm. going to do that challenge? And you're like, mm-hmm. well this guy's not doing a physical challenge. We'll give him the smart guy challenge. Well, he fucked that up. So yeah, I like that bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what prizes did they get? What were their not so grand prizes? That was the, the Formula One the, experience. The Formula One experience is the one that I definitely remember. Somebody went like parachuting. I guess they mean like a skydive. Yeah, I don't remember all five of them now. <laughs> I yeah, but they, they were the classic, these are like, not particularly impressive. No, they were classic, like, Groupon deals for a day, a day out that you would see coming into your email every day. I'm just Googling what is the best game show prize of all time. And I wonder if there's any sort of consensus now. It's well, I mean, getting... the, the, mil- the million dollars, surely. Yeah, but I feel like once Millionaire came out, there was also probably shows that were like, oh, well, they give out a million, but we're going to give out 10 million, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> There is the top weirdest game show prizes of all time. All UK bullseye with the speedboat was a good one. That was a dart throwing game where you had to do general knowledge and darts and you could win a boat, but no one ever won the boat. <laughs> Apparently on the price is right. A woman in a wheelchair won a treadmill on a show <laughs> oh, called no. high rollers. There was a fishbowl that was worth $10,000. Something called cracker Jack gave out lettuce. Oh, Cracker Jack, that sounds familiar. Yeah. There's a show called, I've never heard of any of these, Runway gave you a newspaper from the day you were born? Only if you won. Yep. That's the prize. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to skip a couple of these because they're not that interesting. 
Funhouse, a box of 20 harmonicas. Apparently this had a this apparently that was a UK thing. Funhouse is amazing. Yeah. I loved Funhouse so much. That was kind of, it's, it had similarities with the Crystal Maze, except it was for kids. And the page just crashed, but I think we got through most of them. Mm-hmm. Thanks, screen rant. <laughs> Couldn't even handle your top 10 list. <laughs> uh, do I have any more notes? No, just that the lack of suspenseful music is weird. They all look old. And <laughs> I wrote only- at one point, I'm not sure about watching this play out in real time. And I think that was in reference to the the either the ball in maze thing or the cogs lining up thing. I actually have a quote from the uh, car scene that I didn't realize I had here that I hadn't read out, which was along the lines of what you were saying. Somebody said, take it easy, take it easy. Don't get too frustrated. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) I would just want to kill my teammates if they were doing this to me. That was, I think, the seesaw challenge, if I remember right. No, it it happened in a bunch, but that was that was specific reference to the car getting stuck. Yes. okay. because there was also one where he had to unscrew a clock with a giant screwdriver. Oh, yeah. Which didn't look that hard. Well, and he did it. I think they got the crystal from that. Yeah, he did it pretty easily. It's like, that seems like a we need one more game. Toss Mm -hmm. out an idea. So we oh, my, home. my other note is that you can actually go and do the crystal maze in manchester they rebuilt the set in a warehouse and Shit, it's uh, we like should a, go it's like a group activity that you can go do now yeah. uh, that could be a we should start doing a so do we still like this annual retreat everyone <laughs> who's ever been on the show is invited and we go out and we do an activity together and we're gonna start at the highest possible point we're gonna go to manchester and we're gonna do the crystal maze all i was hoping to uh... paid. you will handle your own shit I was hoping to visit the New England factory in the dead of winter where they filmed after last season, but I guess this will do. I mean, that, yes, it always has to connect to an episode. <laughs> so that can definitely, that absolutely has to be on the list. Man, that would be good if we just a follow up episode of like, hello, we're going to go tour all of the locations of after last season. <laughs> Here's the first one the office building they repurposed to be every location in the film. Good day. Uh, I think I'm due for a rewatch of that. So good. I I honestly probably would watch it again right now. <laughs> I mean, we're skipping the graphics sections, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. All mm-hmm. filler. Just got to get to the great stuff. The human acting. Yeah. So is my sense that the Crystal Maze won the Battle of the Game shows for you? Um. Yeah, I think so. Um. Honestly, coming into this, I was leaning towards the other one. But as we've talked about it more, I just respect what the Crystal Maze was doing and the scale (laughs) of that show. Yeah. And that when the Krypton Factor ended, I did not click on the next episode to see, well, what other challenges did they do? But I did with the Crystal Maze. I didn't watch the episode, but definitely was like, all right, well, what what else is there? Mm-hmm. It definitely seems to have a very passionate fan base because the YouTube comments were next level. Like, oh, I think they filmed this out of sequence because if you watch in the background, this is like, oh my god, oh wow, okay. I think they're good things to aspire to as a kid. Like the idea that this is what I was wanting to do with my life beyond these shows is is a good thing. I'm not sure what kids are watching now where they're like that, and I would support it. I wonder if there is any kid themed game shows right now because for me growing up, it was probably video and arcade top 10 and kid street were the two I would always watch. And I'm sure there's a, Oh, and uh Oh, with your host wink, not wink. What was this? What was that guy's name? Was it wink? 
that show would probably be insufferable now because the host of uh oh i think is more the you know hey kids la, 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 la. Oh, i don't know no. if i would be okay no, with that you. now no which is again what i'm happy that this show did not do but i definitely remember like hey everybody we're gonna play a fucking game there was a guy named the executioner and they would dump slime on kids and so there was a game called uh, Get Your Own Back, which also involves slime. You were able to take either a parent or a teacher on the show, and you were competing with other kids to get your adult dunked in slime. That sounds pretty rad, too. We should add that to the list. <laughs> I want to do Kid Street, though, and I want to play it proper. Okay. Okay. Like you said, it's just basically kid newlywed game. So, you know, we get four people mm-hmm. on an episode, and everyone just listens as we play an episode of Kid Street and <laughs> clap like this. <laughs> Oh my god, you've unlocked a memory for me. I was playing virtual trivia for a year, and the guy every week would be like, This is how we clap. And I was like, I don't get it. Is it because of Kid Street? It was because of Kid Street. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My wife also, I was talking about this was the episode we were going to record today. And I said it had reawakened the fervor that I want to do a Kid Street episode. And I was like, You watch Kid Street, right? She's like, I don't know. I was like, They sat in race cars. It was new. She's like, I know. And then I did this. <laughs> She's like, Oh, yep. <laughs> Who would have thought that's such an iconic clap? This is uh, an audio medium, so. Well, if yeah, I'm I'm clapping above my head, like that pharaoh dance. <laughs> Maybe just Google it. <laughs> Kid Street episode coming post episode two fifty because actually things are mapped out from here until. 251 so pretty good yeah we got dead silence coming up next we have an actual idea for episode 250 that i won't say out loud until we've done at least one piece of it makes sense but it could be really really cool uh <laughs> and some other stuff mm-hmm. rob what's something you're currently enjoying um i've got one thing that i made a love-hate relationship with uh but i'm playing it every day if i gave you 20 guesses i don't think you would guess what the game is if I, I gave you do, 50 guesses. Should we try? I mean, it's a game show episode. We should play a, some sort of a game. Sure. I mean, I'll give you five. I'll give you five guesses just to spare our audience. You're not getting it. Is it a PlayStation exclusive? Oh, we're doing like a 20 questions version. Okay. That know, makes you sense. said 20 questions. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's yeah, I didn't oh, think no, you said 20 way, get, you said 20 but guesses. Yeah. Never mind. No, but we can do it question 20 questions style. Makes more sense. No okay. is the answer. No. Is it a switch game? maybe is it notor is it a notoriously difficult game you seem no. to th- you seem to thrive on those um is it a new release no is it an rpg no is it an action game no jesus christ um <laughs> Is it a rhythm game? Yes. Okay. He said I'd never guess it, so it can't be that Final Fantasy one. No. Because I would I'm guessing it right now. Is it Samba de Amigo? They yeah. re, they're making that again. Is I may it, have does, mi- I may have misled you with my rhythm answer as well. Uh, it's like a, tell me. Yes. <laughs> it's actually PGA 2K21. The fuck? <laughs> it's a golf game, but rhythm is so key to it. Uh yeah. I might have guessed that if you hadn't said yes to rhythm game, because I'm sure I would have asked, is it a sports game pretty soon? So here's the thing with this. I've, played those I've, before, won, I would have I've won every trophy in the regular season bar one, but I can't win the tour championship. 
I get there at the end of every season and then I just blow it terribly. And then I don't get to do it again until the next season. And then sometimes I get there and it's like 15 mile an hour winds that throw uh, off my shots. It's, I was going to oh, say, a nightmare. are you blowing it or is it that awful AI rubber banding thing where you'll be doing well and then all of a sudden the AI for the other teams is like, how the fuck is this? Okay, so this guy just eagled four holes in a row fuck there, there is a little bit of that like the score that the winner is getting on that final round is outrageous it's it's i can't get close to it and he does seem to be getting an eagle on the final hole most times but also the course design is just so difficult hmm. yeah i don't have the patience for those games anymore i tried one <laughs> from the library and did a couple holes and i was like this is too technical i like mario golf where i can just hit the button twice and <laughs> the ball turns into a rainbow and then i can turn into a shell and knock my opponents down <laughs> Yeah, I'll be amazed if my other thing that I'm currently enjoying hasn't been mentioned on this this show before. It probably hasn't. I've just forgotten. But we finally watched both seasons of The White Lotus. That stuff's good. I'm ready for uh, season three. I don't remember if that one's been mentioned before, but you're right yeah, in that it seems like it should have. Yeah. Hmm. I was made I... to feel like everybody in the world was watching this except me. So we finally got. No, that. not us yet. Oh, I highly recommend it. How yeah. sad is it? Um. It's a black comedy, so like there is sadness there, but it isn't the primary feeling. That's the one Jennifer Coolidge is winning all the awards for, right? Okay, correct. Yeah, is that the one that the the gift came from, where she's just like blindly walking around firing a gun? Ooh, interesting. Well, that's ruined something for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen that gift, but now that you've said it, <laughs> oh, sorry everyone, but that gift is everywhere. So if I've seen it, you've probably seen it. <laughs> um god what the hell what do i even say for currently enjoying like the only movie we really got through this week because it took three nights to do it was ghosted and that's yeah not good reviews mm. well i even said online there was a story the other day the one of the russo brothers was like oh in a couple of years ai is going to be helping produce movies and then you watch ghosted and it's like <laughs> is that's can't be that far off like it's just it doesn't seem like humans made it. Like it's just so like, let me, okay. Let me say this. There are two major action sequences in the movie. And Mm -hmm. when you sit down you're like, okay, what song should we play to score the action scenes? We have every song. Like this is a big budget movie. We could probably afford to license any song we want. Should we just get, are you going to be my girl in uptown funk? Sure. That's what they score the big fight scenes to, Rob. Are you going to be my girl and Uptown Funk? And I'm not even sure if you're remembering how much I hate that first song anyway. (laughs) And like, I actually like that song and I like Uptown Funk quite a bit, but it just felt like every decision in that movie is the laziest decision. Wow. It's just weird. I'm, I'm looking at the cast. Is this a Marvel movie? I'm so confused. Oh, spoilers, Rob. Yeah, basically, Chris Evans clearly texted every single one of his Avengers friends and said, you want to come to the set for a day? And they all went, I guess. <laughs> it's just the most self-indulgent. Like, yes, we get it. You're friends with a lot of famous people. And they're like, I don't want, I'm not going to spoil it, but there is one that is so, it is clearly not a character who is even in the script. Mm. They, were, they just probably found out oh, we can get this person for a couple hours and it's the most shoehorned in like, oh, you can't even be excited about it. It's like, oh, it's that person. And he did his usual thing (laughs) for 30 seconds and it didn't fit at all with what's happening in the scene. Oh, no. 
So all that to say, Ghosted is not something I'm currently enjoying. But like, what the hell have I watched recently that's good? Anything? That's sad. No, it's been kind of a bad run. Aside from something that's a podcast topic. So I can't mention that. Ah. Oh, this might be like a forfeit week. Like it's all like Ted Lasso season three is still good. Uh, I still haven't started it. So that's good to know. We're behind on the Mandalorian. Mm. Season three is okay. I'm liking it better than a lot of people online, but I'm also tending to agree with a lot of it, which makes me sad. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's no better than Boba Fett. Sadly, no, it's not really. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I finished <laughs> Metroid Prime Remastered. It's super good. I finished Resident Evil Four. It's super good. I haven't started a new game. Oh, the all, the remake. Yeah, mm. it's all stuff that I've been playing for a bit. I just kind of happened to knock them all out one after the other, and I haven't really started anything new yet. So, kind of. Yeah. Figuring what's the point? Tears of the Kingdom is two weeks away. Like why the, jump the Star into Wars games out? The Star Wars games out today. If you're interested in that at all, the, the, I am. I'm not eighty nine ninety nine interested. Yeah, in that's it, fair. I feel like that game's going to be fifty bucks in like a month, and then yeah, Tears of the I, Kingdom I, will be my life. So I've still got eight weeks on hold for the novel that bridges the gap between the two Star Wars <laughs> games. So I've I've got problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I. Man, people have played Tears of the Kingdom, Rob, and holy shit. <laughs> the second trailer looked it, that that started to reel me in a little bit more. Apparently, the building mechanic is next level insane. Right. So I'm excited and terrified for that as someone who sometimes at this age likes my video games to rein me in a little bit more versus <laughs> right. here's a tower. You can do whatever you want. It's like that's too many things to think about. I'm going to turn this off. <laughs> Like I have 30 minutes to play a game and I don't want to fail at this a bunch of times. So we'll see. Uh, uh, so you... I'm not currently enjoying anything. Fair enough. I'm just noticing some breaking news that you probably knew about before we went live. What? Is the Meg 2 trailer finally out? No, Jerry Springer. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah, Jerry Springer, no. R.I.P. 79. Mm. I definitely watched that show back in the day. percent <laughs> So... Yeah, rest in peace, Jerry Springer. Everybody, go tackle a stranger in his honor. Throw a chair in honor of our boy Jerry. Uh, well, that's that. Thank you, Rob. Thank you for once again introducing me to stuff. It's always fun when you bring the topic for the episode because it's always for me. Like I have no idea what I'm about to watch at all. So here we go. <laughs> yep. Um, and you know, had a good had a good time. Nice. Uh. Yeah, more stuff to come. Obviously, Dead Silence looks like it's next. Uh, the 2007 director of Saw's killer puppet movie. So, you know, and then pretty sure we're doing the Chuck Norris 1992 comedy? Sidekicks? <laughs> Drama? Action? Not really? Pretty sure that's up next. Dr. Giggles is on the way. And uh, we got I got some ideas for post 250. I really want to do that video game idea. And, you know, episode 250 itself. Too close. And then we'll drop a Star Wars at some point again. Right. And then another Star Wars coming. (laughs) Good stuff ahead. Everyone get excited. And then Goodwill is hunting is over there. Still getting it done. Got some good. We watched the 
teaser we watched another directed dvd movie that ended with both of us going well that was fucking good so <laughs> so that's coming and wrong turn is the next season of flipping through franchises it's just you know adult schedules are nonsense and sometimes <laughs> it's hard to make it work but it is coming so go back and enjoy the other seasons in the meantime maybe over the summer i'll just knock out like three seasons of that thing um how the hell are we gonna do the classic quote <laughs> Which last week, I appreciate now the pressure I'm putting on all of you because last week it was just me. And at the end, I was like, oh, fuck, I guess I need to do the classic quote. <laughs> and it's hard. So, well, to everyone I make do that, thank you. Because that shit's not easy to do under pressure. Yeah, I blew my only quote that I had in my notes. We used it already. What was the Kylie Minogue quote? It's the only one I remember because it was like, oh, I know who that is. <laughs> I can't remember. I'm uh, Ruthless Rick. Welcome to the Crystal Maze. No, I'm still waiting for you. That's not the point. Oh, I thought that was the one. <laughs> no, I don't know if that's his name. All I can find is that they were like presenting the Brit Awards together now. I can't see any quotes. I need, we can't, we at least need to wrap up with what his actual name was. <laughs> well, his, his nickname that you heard in probably this one episode. <laughs> Yeah. Ugh, why is it so hard to find? I think you would actually have to play the episode. <laughs> Ugh, never mind. Everyone just keeps telling me like, oh, Richard Aoti, host of the Crystal Maze. No. Here's, here's what you can do. Here's what you can do. When you, when you start to edit this, you can go back to the doorbell section and you can see that I left you a little gift in the recording. <laughs> Maybe you can just use that to uh, play us out. All right. Deal. So for all those things nostalgic, I asked, do we?